the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. On this rainy Monday, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. portion of the program brought to you by Preferred Towing Recovery, located in Lincoln. They service the entire state. Female owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401 401- 725-8500-401-725-8500. Preferred, they also buy older vintage cars from the 60s and 70s. Maybe you have one. Maybe it's been sitting in your garage for the last 15 years. And you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. Well, why not today call for a fair offer? 401-725-8500. Preferred Towing. Find them on Facebook. On their uh, online, their website is Preferred recovery.com preferred towing and recovery 401 725 8500 401 725 8500 for for preferred towing well it's John DePietro and the situation with the president um a lot of the uh, the press conference last week president trump and and his team that's been trying to get a handle on the situation regarding the voting and exactly how this is going to go. Um, that woman, Sidney Powell, has now uh, left the team. You have Chris Christie saying that the legal team is national embarrassment. It was a very odd press conference with Rudy Giuliani, who uh, seemingly more and more seems a little unhinged, folks. Um, you know, I, I, I like many of you, I'm not sure what to make of the whole thing. I don't think it was on the up and up. I don't think that this election, um, I certainly don't, like many of you, I don't, I don't believe that it was accurate. Uh, like we've talked about, I think a big uh, element that they have to get into here is exactly who was voting. I think afterwards, after the fact, to try to get a handle on it, it seems a little bit like trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube afterwards. Uh, I'm going to come back and in it's different. Another problem is it's it's different, like in every state, the way they handle this. I mean, that's problematic in itself. We did hear that the Trump team had different attorneys on the ground in different states, and they were trying to get to the bottom of what they underestimated was how much there was going to be an angry mob going after them and threatening them and threatening their families and trying to get them out. But closer to home and many people that send me different uh messages whether it's on facebook or they go to the website dipetro.com and send me a message and you know no one believes that the the numbers are as accurate as they could be and by the way again governor mundo press briefing is coming up on wednesday if you'd like to get a hold of me please go to the website dipetro.com and then just click on uh, contact john easy way to email me and uh, send me a question remember dipetro.com is brought to you by allstate lock experts in locking systems building security hey get some security cameras set up on your uh, home or business all state lock online allstatelock.com or call them at 401-349-0042 401-349-0042 allstatelock.com for allstate lock but something that um that we've talked about that needs to be examined and this is um there's a lot of um 
misinformation about the voter rolls. That once you get onto a voter roll, it's very difficult to take someone off the voter roll. We don't have access to the voter rolls. Now, last week we we had a guest on who was going through the some of the numbers compared to the census. Now, they're not the first one to talk about that. Many people look at the census feeling that there's no people have no reason to lie to the census. But according to the census of who is registered to vote in Rhode Island is a much different picture than the actual voting rolls. And as many of you know that listen to the program, I have talked about the fact that it's this Secretary of State, Nellie Gorbia, Secretary of State of Rhode Island, took the extraordinary step and removed the birth date from the voting rolls. So I, I hear a lot of people refer to the state voting rolls, but it's just a number. Now, I also want to be very clear. According to state voting rolls, there are you know over 600,000 people, which is dr- dramatically far higher than what the census shows, much, much higher. But what I want to remind people is there's, there's no mechanism right now in order to check that, to see if that is the, in, if it's, if it's real, uh, there, there's no way to gauge it. Um, do, you know, some of these people listed, do they actually live at that address? Is there someone there? It's a complicated system. Uh, remember the X serves as a signature. It's very problematic. And I'm going to remind people, I, I really truly believe that something needs to be done. A forensic audit needs to be done of the state voting list to peer it up, make sure that it's not duplicated. I know a lot of people say deceased people vote. I'm not saying that's not happening, but I think it's a lot more that there's people that are voting more than once. There's a thing called ballot harvesting that goes on. And there were also, this is wildly important. There were people registered to vote who should not be allowed to vote. They're not citizens or they're not residents of the state. They're not citizens of the country. Figure it out. And they're not even supposed to, once once they're on the voting list, once they're on the voting list, it's very difficult to get people off. Folks, with the virus running rampant, you want to keep yourself healthy, your family healthy. Remember, pick up a bottle of Acai Berry today, A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com, Acai Berry. This incredible antioxidant, just a little bit each day, keeps you nice and, nice and healthy, you and your family. Find them online, AcaiBerry.com. You can also pick it up at It's My Health in Cumberland and Dave's in East Greenwich. A lot more ahead on the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers. Certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. One year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Ever in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police a lot of police report if the tow truck shows up tell them let's get this vehicle over to west fountain 401-272-3340 you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays folks we start at 11 we go until 2 <clears throat> a.m 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipietro.com it's time for our segment politics this week which is brought to you by henry oil remember online at henryoil.com call them 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred for Henry Oil. Joining me, he is the managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. It is Justin Katz. And Justin, I want to start off. We are um, one week away from what Governor Raimondo has announced will be the Rhode Island pause. And I want to go through it a little bit, but just uh, start off to hear your thoughts. You know, a lot of speculation as to why this is happening after Thanksgiving, because let's face it, it could have gone into effect starting today with uh, with enough notice. So what do you make of the um, the upcoming two-week uh, Rhode Island pause that we're about to enter into? Well, I think it's another good reminder that the governor does not have the authority she's, she's claiming to have, uh, and these rules are largely arbitrary. I mean, I've, I've been noticing, um, you know, if you IBM and Salesforce recently released a study of who where infections are happening, and almost none of them are happening in recreational settings. Uh, and yet that's where some of the harshest, harshest restrictions are going to be coming. So it really goes to show the, the government does not have authority the, uh, and no ability really to do this. The governor has admitted, I mean, she, she continues to use the facts, science, data as a sort of a mantra and a talisman to, to give herself authority and power. But when pressed, she'll admit they really don't know 
where infections are happening or why. Uh, so it's just outside of the purview of government. And so it's it's really not something we should, should be continuing to mess around with. I mean, this is not what emergency powers are for. And that's, that's only reinforced by the fact that in the most recent jobs data for the state, the headline, you know, is unemployment went down to 7% and there are more jobs and more employment. But the reality is that almost 20,000 Rhode Islanders stopped looking for, for work last month. That's, you know, before the surge in cases, that's before the surge, that's during a supposed recovery when most of the country is doing better. Um, that's not good. And if we're going to be shutting down, the damage it's going to be doing is, is incredible. When you say the governor doesn't have the authority to do it. Um, that's going to catch a lot of people off guard that are hearing that because if, in many ways, if you announce the curfew is at 10 o'clock and at five minutes of 10, places are closing and people going home, isn't that basically having the, the authority to do it? I, I, I'll say this, maybe no one's challenging her on this, but she, she without question if you announce these businesses are going to be closed and then when the time rolls around, they are closed. Um, I, I just don't see a lot of I don't see actually see any pushback. Well, no, the, I mean, I would draw the distinction between authority and power. <laughs> she has okay. claimed she has claimed a lot of power and to their great shame, other political leaders, especially in the General Assembly, have allowed her to go forward like that. Uh but it's not, she does not have the authority, which is why what you, what you see in these announcements is no distinctions between things that she, she can do. You know, so she can, through the Department of Education, put some restrictions on education and school. Uh, she can maybe impose some business restrictions uh, through regulation, regulatory powers, but she cannot tell you how many people you can have at your Thanksgiving table. That's simply beyond her authority. People are gonna okay. listen to her. People are gonna follow the rules. Businesses don't want to be harassed. They don't want to be, they don't want these enforcement agents knocking on their door and, and even just for the, the, the bother of it. And also if, if people believe that the curfew is 10 o'clock or that gyms are closed, their business is going to go down anyway. Uh, so it's not worth the hassle. But that's, that's an important distinction because that's the distinction between a representative government with due process that follows the, the law and a, basically a tyranny where one person, I mean, the governor, as she put it, was, well, I, I'm not going to claim we can say with specificity what the science shows, but I'm doing my best. That's not good enough. That's why we don't allow dictators to do this kind of thing. And that, that's what I mean. She does, she does, she lacks the authority. She's pretending. She's putting on a show. The news media is playing along. The General Assembly is letting it go. But for the rest of us, we should, we should keep that very important point in mind. It's power, not authority. Folks, uh, our segment is politics this week was speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, you, you raise a good point. And I also think um, <clears throat> I'm surprised this far in and then there is not more. Let's just say for those that do disagree and something that I think um, I'm surprised they're not better organized. And that is the gyms, the health clubs who there's been no evidence of any type of outbreak. And yet they're going to be closed for those two weeks. But here we are, basically December, and they are no more organized than they were back in March when they were all being closed. That, and also, um, you know, I heard from someone, just they're somewhat, uh, who's, who said, you know, I, I've been fighting the governor every step of the way on this. And 
And I asked, how exactly have you been, quote, fighting them? And he said, well, I post up on my Facebook all the time. I, I think um, that element somehow gives people the false impression they're actually doing something. It reminds me of when President Obama was actually lecturing uh, some of the left and saying, you know, you think you're so woke because you put out a tweet when you haven't accomplished anything like that. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. People think that if they post things on Facebook and very aggressive against the government, they're actually accomplishing anything. And it's a false sense of that because no one is really fighting back. It would be the General Assembly that would do it, that would say, hey, wait a minute, you can't do that. And I, I just don't – obviously, we're not seeing that in any way. Yeah, well, I, I think you, you raise a very good point. People do – you know, it makes me think of – I started out blogging, and we used to have a lot of people wanted to write on the blogs and a lot of people commenting. But then social media sort of scratched that itch for a lot of people, and so they stopped yes. writing longer-form stuff. They would put up a tweet, and that would be good enough. I think you're right that there's some – to some extent, protesting sees that as well. But I think maybe more of it is we're seeing kind of the consequence of the way we've normally done – done politics. So for example, you'll look at the the Chamber of Commerce or the Rhode Island Hospitality Association. And I've been saying for years that they aren't representing their their constituents to government, right? They're representing government and it goes the other way. They're representing government to their constituents. Government has yes. said, you people are the ones where we'll give you some money for your education nonprofit. We'll put you at the table when there's a bill to be heard or a study commission that's the government's choosing them you're our liaison to the business community i think we're seeing the consequence of that because when it go when the business community is hurting they're not willing to put those those relationships on the line those government relationships and so sort of like the general assembly the, the, and sort of like everybody pretending the governor has this authority they're not they're they're going to continue to try to work within the system but let's see what little little benefits we can get for you here and there. Uh, I mean, early on, you did have the Manufacturers Association in a kind of quiet deal with the governor, just work something special out to continue to stay open and continue to do, do their work. Um, that was reasonably effective. But I think it's, we've got a long, a long history now of, of people feeling like they really don't have a voice. They, you know, they give money to a chamber and they join the chamber because they think that's their their way of participating. And again, it's, it's like the distinction between authority and power, what the way it's supposed to work, people are still kind of, you know, it's like a, a machine where you're, you're the, a button's supposed to do something and people are keep pushing it and it's not doing anything. Um, and so what do you have left? You have, well, I put up an angry post on my Facebook page. Well, yeah, I think it's time to build another machine that actually accomplishes the thing, which is protecting your rights. Do you think the media is pushing back enough on some of this? And something that <clears throat> kind of went under the radar, it wasn't lost on me, but, you know, everything is about access. Uh, for a period of time, uh, NBC10, they had once a week, they were sitting down with the governor. And then very quietly, several weeks ago, suddenly now Channel 12, Kim Kalunian who I used to work with every Tuesday, she sits down with the governor. Um, as much as that is seen as an exclusive, Justin, you know, that if you are the media station and you like having that weekly exclusive, it, it, it weakens and it takes away any element. You're, you're not going to push back for fear that that, little exclusive is going to be taken away yeah i i agree I'm, i mean i've been disappointed in all the news media but channel 12 wpri especially i mean i i 
I would say about a year ago, I probably had a slight brand preference for them over some of the others. Now I, I, I don't trust them. I, I find them way too conciliatory to the governor. I mean, the IBM Salesforce uh, study is a great example. The, the way they break down all the, the numbers, um, you would think that there's actually a, a break, some, some evidence of breakout in, say, churches and gyms and recreation facilities. There's not. If you look at the actual data, that's like a round 7% of spread is in that group of businesses. It's all home and work slash retail restaurant, but that's not the narrative the governor wants to portray. And so the, it tilts as you get the news from, from the, uh, as you get the news from the reporters. And that's, I mean, just for starters, but if you, the idea that they aren't pushing back on a governor, where do you have this authority? They aren't pestering the Senate president and, and the House, either the outgoing or incoming House uh, speaker. Why aren't you meeting? Why aren't you, don't you think the governor needs a, somebody to, to be watching after her? They're not doing that. That's what a free press would be doing, should be doing. And, you know, you could bet, you can guarantee if we had, if the roles were reversed, if this were Governor Karcheri or, or even more like a, a Governor Trump type person, uh, the, the media would be all over that. Why are you doing this? What do you think you're doing? How do you have the rights? Here's a, here's a profile of a business that your regulations put out of business and they're, they're now they've lost their entire life savings. That's what we'd be getting. Instead, we get, you know, oh, okay, well, the governor said this, the governor said that, we're just reporting it, maybe a little bit on the edges. Oh, that's kind of curious that the IBM numbers don't exactly line up with what the governor's been saying. Oh, well, I guess, you know, let's move on. And I think that's, that's really damaging, I think, not only for what we're having to go through with this, this ordeal, but to the media's credibility locally. I mean, a year ago, it, it would have been, Everybody, including me, would have been saying, oh, yeah, national media is terrible, but local media is good. I, I don't think that anymore, and I, I don't think I'm alone. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Justin Katz, our segment is Politics This Week right here on the, on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. 
The heating season is here. Folks, you need to call JKL Engineering today. JKL 401-351-7600. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. The energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you think no gas, hey, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, reduce your oil bill. By as much as 90%, they have the highest rebates of the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL is Cary Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid BPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL. System replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call JKL Engineering right now, residential or commercial, at 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll do it right the first time. Now call them. You don't want to get stuck with an inefficient heating system. What if it starts to get really cold? Call JKL right now. Free quote, free estimate. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 401-351-7600. Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's JKL Engineering. 401-351-7600. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at OceanStateCar.com. Justin, I just want to stay with that point for a moment because it's it's interesting. I remember, um, I actually wasn't living in Rhode Island, but during the uh, – I had moved to New York, the banking crisis in the early 90s. As a result of that, a citizen advocacy group was born, which was Operation Clean Government. And you tapped into the people that were upset and the people that were um, that were you know trying to – they were upset about the way that the insiders took the money out and everyone else had the money tied up. This time around, <clears throat> you know, as you think of it, are you surprised that there hasn't been anyone that has emerged on the scene that has kind of risen to the occasion and been the the opposition? Um, we've seen hints of it and people trying to take that mantle. Someone that I think is really just without any luck at all. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee was trying to trying to make himself as the small business person, but for different reasons, it just fell drastically short but what do you make of the fact that no one there, there was there i still think there is an opportunity here if there was someone i'm going to say on the republican side that kind of emerged as the opposition and what i mean by that is you get the people that say you know normally i'm a democrat but i really agree with the way he or she has stepped up and they're right about you know the, the various things there's been um there's been no one that has stepped up to sexually to successfully uh, grab the gauntlet and kind of lead the the loyal opposition. You know, I I agree, and I I think that's I, I don't think anybody's to blame necessarily for that. I think uh, it's it's and it's a part of what we've cultivated here in Rhode Island, the environment. I mean, we talk every election about how there's just there's so few options. It's like people are coming out of the woodwork. You know, Jorge Alorza, some, but a family court judge is going to be mayor of a city. What? How did that happen? How does that make any sense at all? Uh, you know, that kind of thing just it, it runs throughout. So you'll get, you know, 
obviously a lot of the people who are somewhat inside the inside system don't want to risk whatever they've got, you know, whatever, if they're on a Democrat side or if they're, they're in a, one of these activist organizations, they, they don't want to risk their own livelihood. Then you've got, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mentioned that 20,000 fewer people are in our labor force this month than the month before. Those are people who many of them may have left the state and many of them may have been the great shining hope of Rhode Island if they had stayed and fought. Mm. And then you've got, you know, other things like we were talking about, the businesses, their small business representation doesn't look like it, it's going to be very helpful so why bother you look at you could look at also the the Republican Party one of the one of the things they really did well was to start to pursue this idea that because the ACLU sues the state the Board of Elections and Secretary of State can say okay we will agree not to enforce the law I mean that's I mean when so that's a, a discouraging thing that kind of puts a big block and, and shows you can't go that route. And then there's the, you know, the media bias. I'll, I will say, and I, I know others in, in the Center for Freedom and Prosperity and others who are involved uh, in that capacity have the same feeling. Since, since President Trump was elected and definitely within the last two, one to two years, the, the ability of any of us to get the mainstream news media to, to, to give credence to our projects, our, um, are just our opinions. I mean, sometimes it used to be, here's an issue. Who do we call? Let's call, say, Mike Stenhouse and get his opinion, even if it's not something the center was working on at the time, but he was a, a conservative voice. Let's get that perspective. That has stopped completely. Uh, so that's another reason. There's just, there's no, there's nowhere for those people to be heard. And so there's no way to gain traction or to to tell people, hey, look, there are alternatives, there are other perspectives. That's to me what, what really, I mean, more and more, if, if we're looking forward, I think the, uh, the the only thing that can be done is to build an alternative news media, an alternative political system, basically, to offer that different perspective and not have to be caught up in this this idea of, of you know trying to get the mainstream media who are more interested in access to the governor than in what's true or what's right for the state. Our segment is politics this week. I'm speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, so the la- end of last week, the, the Rhode Island, the Board of Elections, they tossed out. Uh, there were several GOP candidates that wanted to have some of the ballots and wanted to have their races uh, examined more. And the Board of Elections tossed out their bid to want to do that. What, what is your reaction to that? Well, you know, I, on one hand, I, I agree with those candidates and I, I respect them and, and like them as people as well but when you read that the that only bob lancia who ran for congress against jim landovich he was the only one at the hearing of them all who want this recount um you know it's it's not enough to simply say i think it's almost like you were saying with somebody saying i'm fighting back against the governor by posting on facebook you know it's not enough to yeah. say, it's not enough to say i think there was fraud and or something not right with these mail ballots i'm going to write the board of elections a letter no you you've People have to do some of the legwork. You have to go out and say, here are the statistics. It's not just, it looks like it's skewed. It's here's why mathematically I've analyzed it. And I think this is skewed. So I, I think that was, and I think that was part of the, the problem there. I mean, I, you're not going to get an insider board like the board of elections to, I mean, they're appointed by the governor, right? So they're, they're part of the system. Um, you're not going to get them to say, oh yes, because you react, because you asked, we will investigate the the fraudulent system it's it's just not going to work that way um on the other hand i can as i as i indicated before i can i can start to understand why you feel that way if if you know the the 
state GOP went all the way to the Supreme Court and everybody was saying, yeah, no, uh, no, the, the law doesn't matter anymore. Um, so I, that's, I, I think they, they could have done more to offer analyses, you know, Antonio Giarroso said, you know, here's, I think there's, the, the numbers were skewed. Okay, well, how did your numbers in your race compare with other numbers around the state? It's not a terribly difficult analysis to do, and it, it, that should have been done. And I'm, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't believe that these boards are, are really representing the interest of the people anyway. So you have to, you have to make it impossible for them to say no, to say, we're not going to look at that. You have to make it so that they, they really can't be, remain credible. And if you're not even showing up to the meeting where they make the decision, you're not putting that kind of pressure on them. Do you think that um, perhaps the way this past election moved to so much on mail ballots, starting with the decision to send out the mail ballot applications and then so many people, do you think it's a, a matter of that the Republican Party and the state just they just were unprepared for that type of an election? You know, because if you you look at it, for instance, I know that in one race on the day of the election, the progressive candidate who ended up winning didn't even bother to send their people to the polls. They were confident that all of their people had voted prior to Election Day, while the Republican who lost, they were running the traditional race. Oh, I think so. But I uh, again, I, I think it's, you know, I'm, I, I think they were unprepared, but I'm, I'm not sure they could have been prepared. You know, it's, it was it was when you when you can't protect the rules of the game until the very last minute of course that's going to hurt a minority party of course that's going to hurt people who aren't in power that's kind of why they right. do it that's i mean i always if you if you're watching history or watching history in the making around the world and current events you see something like venezuela 10 15 even 20 years ago and you you watch the legislators staging a protest and and trying to put in a, a, a vote of no no confidence in the in the dictator chavez or the at that point the president chavez you know that's and you wonder why are they bothering <laughs> you can tell the game's rigged you can tell it's not, you're now in a dictatorship situation why are these people putting in in you know useless pieces of paper and i that's sort of like you start to feel around here with why why bother you know, there's there's just nothing, but there's nothing else that can be done. Once once the Supreme Court says, you know, the a state agency can change their rules simply by agreeing with the ACLU in a court of law and having a judge sign off on it. Once you get to that point, you know, there's not much you can do. But I, I think there's a lot you can do going forward, which is build the alternative machine. And I think that just like news media has, has to do that and political groups and policy groups, I think the 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 state GOP and its candidates have to start changing that focus. Maybe, maybe the solution is not postcards or advertising or even walking the streets. Maybe it's, it's getting better understanding the, the mail ballot situation. Maybe the game has changed and, and that's where maybe the money ought to go. Hmm. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Justin Katz, managing editor, oceanstatecart.com right here on the John DePietro show. This is the perfect time of year. If you're going to have any paving done around your home, really improve the look of it. Well, you want to call J. Perry Paving, letter J, J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730, 732-1730. You can find them online, letter J, jperrypaving.com. They're also on Facebook. J. Perry Paving, residential, commercial, 
seal coating, patios, what a difference it makes, how aesthetically pleasing it is. Folks, invest in your home, invest in your property, your business. J. Perry Paving, provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Hey, they'll offer a free estimate, any project. What a difference it makes. You could have a beautiful home, but if you have a cracked driveway or some different cracks or just maybe it hasn't been done in a while, call J. Perry Paving today. This is also a great time of year to have that patio done. Seal coating, residential, commercial, J. Perry Paving. Call them, 401-732-1730. They're the best, 732-1730. It's incredible. Asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing, looks beautiful. Hey, and the snow melts right off it. J. Perry Paving. Call them for a free quote. Maybe just thinking about it. This is the perfect time. Have that driveway done, patio done. J. Perry Paving. Call them 732-1730-401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Look for them online at J, letter J, jperrypaving.com, and also on Facebook. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. R.E. Coogan Heating. Call Coogs today. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Remember, whether it's plumbing, heating, or cooling, residential services, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone, they say. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562. 401-732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable for plumbing, heating, and cooling. From winter to summer, the trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls to maintenance agreements to installation, R.E. Coogan Heating, proud to help residential customers. They pride themselves. They make customer service and satisfaction a top priority. As they say, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today, 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562. It's Coog's. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is uh, Justin Katz, Managing Editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, Congressman Cicilline went for uh, inside. This is he wanted to be fourth in line to Speaker Pelosi. And this is someone that, uh, you know, he was a, um, a state rep and then he became the mayor of Providence. He won in 2002. Then he was reelected in 2006. 2010 went to Congress and he won. 2010, he won 2012, 14, 16, 18, won this time around. So he basically has had six races for Congress, has been successful, and then he also, or five, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, no, 26, and then uh, two mayor of Providence. However, he then uh, went to try to be fourth in line. It got knocked off by the woman who sits in Congress who had uh, Ed Markey's seat. Um what do you make of the fact that and I was saying I don't see a lot of talk about this, but at one point, Mayor Cicilline, when he first arrived in Washington, certainly when he was first the mayor, 
the fact that he was the first, one of the first, or was the first openly gay mayor, then openly gay in Congress, it's 10 years later. And um, do you think the, the movement of the women moving has kind of knocked someone like him off his game? Because he, it wasn't even close. He wasn't just defeated. He, he, he you know, a lot of times when they realize it's not going to go their way or even be close, they pull out. But he stayed in the game. And then the election, as I said, was was not even close. Well, I, uh, well it's hard to say at that level, you know, what the, what the political background is on all this stuff. I mean, I, I do think his, he, his messaging is, is a little bit strange. So you, you see, for example, um, well, he, I mean, he's obviously progressive at the same time, a lot of the issues he's, he's making, he's putting his, his brand on are do reach across the aisle and have a appeal among conservatives, such as, you know, going after the, the tech monopolies or, or, um, what was the other one? Civics education in schools. Um, those are not not radical policies. There's something you might see from a Republican. Um, so he's he's we, every, he's known to be progressive. He's gone on Tucker Carlson to have the battles, you know, with Tucker. Um, at the same time, as some of the policies he's pursuing are not necessarily progressive. He's got the identity politics thing. I think, to some extent, I think his brand is just not clear. Uh, at that level of politics. And so it's not, and, you know, he comes from Rhode Island, which isn't somewhere where Democrats really need to gain much, uh, gain much of a, a purchase. Uh, they they kind of run the table here. So there's no real advantage there. Um, and, and so I, what I wondered was if a lot of this, his different policy approach has to do with his expectation that he's now going to have to win an election across the entire state instead of just his district once we lose a, a congressional seat. But yeah, it might be that the, the, the Me Too brand is simply more powerful at this point than the LGBTQ brand. Um, but uh, I'm not sure that that's, I, I don't know that I'd put my money on, on that as the, the full explanation. And, and, um, and what about, you know, there is all this talk that we're going to lose a congressional seat. It would seem right now I think you'd agree that he would be the one that would stay in and Congressman Jim Landsman would be the one that would be out. That would, that would seem likely. I mean, it's hard to know what to believe in this election, but he, Cicilline did win pretty handily uh, in his district. Um, even, even before the mail ballots came in, he was, he was, had a strong lead. Uh, so that would seem to indicate he, he's got it locked up, but you know, once, once it becomes a statewide race, that, does change the the dynamic, which may be why he, he's looking to be able to looking for things he can go to people who might lean Republican or conservative Democrat and say, hey, look, I went after the tech giants. Hey, look, I I'm I'm for civics education, just like, you know, Representative Brian Newberry in, in Burrowville. Um, so I I wonder if he's looking in that direction. He is he has got to be taken as the front runner in any conceivable matchup, in part because, as we were discussing a few minutes ago, there there's nobody from the right who's who's really going visibly able to run a competitive race at that level at this point. Um, but still, it's, it's two years until that has to be that decision has to be made. And I I don't expect we'll see much of a challenge from the, a sort of Langevin wing. I don't know that there is a Langevin wing, um, but we'll we'll see. 
Justin, um, what do you make of the fact that now the General Assembly seems to be ramping up and it would seem uh, they're really making plans for both the House and the Senate to meet? Well, I mean, on one level, you've got to say it's about time. You know, where have you been? It's I, I don't know that the people of Rhode Island, as as cowed and, and timid as we seem to be, would would stand for their non-presence for all that much longer. The big problem is I don't know what they're what they're planning to do. I mean, I, it's not a promising landscape out there. The, the thing I'm hearing most about is they're going to legalize marijuana to help fill their, their budget gap, which however you feel about the drug right. itself, if that's what motivates them to get back in session is a money grab from the drug dealers. I mean, that's, that's kind of sad. And, and I'm also discouraged by a, an op-ed that uh, the Senate leadership, this President Ruggiero and, and Michael McCaffrey, the majority leader over there on that chamber, that, that they put out an op-ed and it's really almost you, you could you could see the gravitational pull of the progressives in their caucus in in the op-ed i mean they're they're moving left uh they've they're trying to talk you know small business but all the policies are are harmful and i i think in some ways <laughs> we almost might be better off with the dictator raimondo uh for a while longer rather than a general assembly that's doing what they're pledging to do i mean as i as i said before we're twenty thousand people a month leaving our labor force and $36,000 fewer jobs this year than last year at this time. And they're talking about the living wage conversation and equal pay uh, regulations on businesses. I mean, that's, that's not, at that point, you're not just pandering, you're, you're becoming dangerous. And I, I think that's where the General Assembly is. So yeah, I, I they ought to be in, in session, they ought to be working. Um, and I guess, if only because all the terrible things they do at least we ought to they ought to be visible and not just done behind the scenes through executive orders and, and that sort of thing but um so I, i'm i'm glad we're getting some version of representation back if they come back into session but I'm, I'm i'm worried about what that monster might do the final story i want to just uh touch on and again folks our segment is politics this week with me is just a cat managing editor Ocean State Time. It's a little bit of insight about this. They call it the Para Providence External Review Authority. But uh, it, it's really outrageous where you have, and I remember when this was formed, it was after Cornell Young was shot and killed. You try to have these civilians, some kind of oversight communication with the police. And this executive director, this Jose Batista, there was a incident of allegations against a police officer in Providence. And there are still charges pending against the individual. And this guy, Jose Batista, just decided, even though the board voted against it, on his own, he decides to just make this video public where they're arresting this guy and they show the officer allegedly looks like maybe he's punching him a couple times. No one was killed or anything like that. I think he's already settled with the city. Um, are you surprised, Justin, there isn't just more outrage? I noticed, I, I'm just starting to see a double standard that Again, I hate to always come back to if this was a Trump supporter, but I think the, the media seems very timid to fully criticize someone like this who's, you know, is in the inner city. It's a review board. Uh, obviously, the people that make it up and some of the people that are screaming about it want to defund the police. I, I don't I, I just always I'm starting to notice that they that the tail seems to be kind of wagging the dog on these stories. So the media is very, very uh, particular. They go out of their way not to be too critical of some of these individuals. No, I agree. I mean, 
whatever you think about his releasing the video, and I, I will say I have a lot of sympathy for the for folks who say, oh, look, this looks like abuse and he's been on paid leave. It's like a vacation and here's this video we're not allowed to have. There's no transparency. I, I sympathize with that view, definitely. But I mean, it's important to look at, it's not just the media here, it's it's the board itself uh, and, and others yeah. involved. I mean, this is, he's not a board member. I mean, if a board member leaked a video, that that would might be terrible and, and horrible and contrary to interest. But this is a paid employee of the board yeah. who, despite an explicit order not to do so, went public with this video. That to me looks like it ought to be something that should have some kind of more, a little bit more of a kind of litigation or, or, or lawsuit yes. involved, because that's really uh, an abrogation of your responsibility there. And that's, it's not his job. He's, he's an employee. That's what he's there for. That's not, it's not his job to be making those sorts of decisions. Even if, even if he's going to be, you know, if you're going to be the brave whistleblower, then maybe it ought to be more than just losing your job, which is a, a kind of the bare minimum that ought to go against that. I mean, that's, even if you agree that the video should be, should have been made public. I mean, that's a lot there. I mean, you, you, you potentially messing up the case against the officer. You're potentially in this environment, you're potentially sparking street violence and, and, crime and yeah. deaths in the street by releasing this you're you're potentially undermining your very own board because it turns out that this board is a lot like what people who might criticize a board like that think it would be which is just way yep. for for the activists to get the get the videos out there or, or to 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 start to get behind the scenes and that kind of thing and so i i think that's i i wrote down one of the uh I'm not going to say his first name because I don't think I'll get it right. But uh, one of the board members, his last name's Rankin, said that if we're going to hold the police accountable, we can't act like them. Now, that's a kind of a slander against the police. But if, if you're assuming that he's saying we can't be acting in shady ways, using our access to get to accomplish things politically we can't accomplish legally, then he, he's completely right. This is it was, it was entirely irresponsible. And there ought to be more of a a consequence for that and not just i mean this is a guy uh, this jose batista he he's not just the executive director on his board he just won a seat he's going to be a legislator yes. in the general assembly he's a professor at bryant university uh and this is so it, and it, it does become entirely one way so you can you you can break the law uh, shirk your responsibility as an executive director and it'll probably in the long run be a career benefit for him uh, if, if it were to go the other direction, if somebody were to release, I, I can't even think of a parallel, but if someone were to release a video that helped, um, say, say the, here's one, say the Board of Elections director had a video um, showing vote fraud going on. The Board of Elections said, we're not going to release that video, and he released it. He's not just going to get fired. He's not just going to get this sort of half hero treatment. Okay, uh, I, we have to fire you because that's just the way it is, but boy, I'm impressed by your courage. He's not going to get that. He's going to, he's going to be the, the perp walk face of the news media in Rhode Island for a year. And I think yeah, that's the whole standard right. we're living under. Folks, he is the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028-YankeeTreeService.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today. 
whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes, a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439-6028, 439-6028. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service, since 2006, tree trimming experts. Give them a call, 439-6028, or online at yankeetreeservice.com. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off Black Friday weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off Black Friday weekend. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers where Rhode Island gets engaged. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator, or your stove, or oven, or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096.